Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, November the 4th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, rapscallion, which means a mischievous troublemaker. Rapscallion. Hope everyone is enjoying their Friday. End of the work week is here. It is here. It is here. Finally, it is here. I know there's a lot of celebration and jubilation going on. Uh, has been a, a pretty long work week. I, I can't say long work week, but it's it's been one to remember. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of early shifts uh, this week, and I, I'm not too a fan of that. I, I'm just not. I'm just not. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, unseasonable temps here in the South, in North Carolina. Uh, the sun isn't really shining uh, as of yet. We have some fog and some clouds, but the, the temperatures are in the 80s, are expected to be in the 80s. Uh, we got near 80 yesterday. It's supposed to roll all the way through the weekend and even into the next week. I believe showers are coming about time for those midterm elections on Tuesday. Man. Yeah, temperatures are in the 80s, man. Well, that is the fall in the South, I guess. That is the fall in the South. Um, I, you know, I, I give you guys an update. I did my first uh, video podcast with YouTube. Uh, went pretty well, I got to say. Um, got a few views. Uh, no likes, just views. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've got to say I was well pleased with it. But I don't think I'll be doing it uh, simultaneously anymore along with Anchor. Um, kind of, I won't say hard, but it's kind of difficult to to remember where you're at and remember where you have to go and do. So I'm just going to be doing it separate. So just uh, right after I finish with this one here on Anchor, I'll be hopping on YouTube and doing a video podcast over there. Uh, of course, like always, I'll put the link in the address or description box so you guys can go over. Uh, gotta say, I I, 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 can't, I enjoy it. I just do. Uh, it's like I enjoy doing this podcast. I enjoy uh, the video part also. Uh, you might say I'll put a face behind the voice. Just will, just will. All right, let's move along here. Man, uh, Thursday night football, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Houston Texans 29-17. Hey, they continue to win. They continue to win. I believe they're 8-0, and 8-0 right now. Uh, I'm trying to remember, are they the only undefeated team left in the NFL? Or there might be one more. But, uh, hey, the Eagles are looking good. Hurts is putting in uh, the work. He's showing that he is more than capable of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Because the Eagles, uh, like I said, they're 8-0. They are 8-0. Haven't seen that in a while. Just haven't. Just haven't. But we'll see what's going on with these games these week, this weekend. Uh, a lot of good games this weekend. I got to say, uh, well, you know, hey, you know, I'm a Bears fan, so I'll be watching that Bears and Miami Dolphins game. That should be a good one. Uh, just will. Just will. Hopefully the Bears can rebound after that, uh, <laughs> after that defeat from the Cowboys uh, Sunday. Hopefully they can rebound and, and get them one, finally. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. All right, let's move along here also. Uh, wow. Looks like 
Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving finds himself in the hot seat. Uh-oh. Uh, and looks like social media has struck again. Uh, he, Kyrie Irving has been suspended for five games without pay after he sent out a tweet. That's why I say social media wins again. And this tweet was deemed anti-Semitic after he sent out a tweet about a book and a movie. Uh, it's called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. And they are saying it's anti-Semitic. Well, hey, uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I, I want to say I've heard of the book. I haven't read it and, or, and the movie also. Uh, that's something I'll have to do. I'll reserve judgment until I uh, can get some time and look at it and read, you know, read it myself. But yeah, he got suspended for five games without pay after that tweet was sent out. And after several uh, press conferences where he wouldn't denounce what he said in the tweet. Well, he didn't really say anything in the tweet. He just sent the tweet out and gave a... a, a there was nothing there was nothing i i found to be outright anti-semitic uh then again that's hinged on uh or uh, centered around that book i gotta find out what that book and that movie's really talking about uh the little pieces of an article i read it talked about uh there was one part in there i believe where it's it said that jews own slave ships maybe that's where the anti-semitic feeling or or, or what have you is at uh, I have no words. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I haven't read the book or saw the movie. But um, I will say, uh, he, he, like I said, he got suspended for five games without pay. I think that five-game suspension came from him uh, not denouncing what he had did or denouncing that book and movie. Uh, because when he was in a press conference, and the reporter asked him and tried to, you know, keep pounding him and hounding him on, him on it. He said, hey, what did I just say? I'm going to leave it at that. Just did. Now, the Brooklyn Nets that came out and they have released a statement uh, also. And they're saying based off of his uh, actions and his lack of uh, denouncing uh, the, the, his, his uh, tweet, I guess they're saying, uh, and I quote here, uh, he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. End of quote. Wow. Uh, I can't tell you if he, he he's anti-Semitic without me first personally finding that book and movie. That's just me. It, it just is. Apparently those that have seen that, uh, that book or read that book and seen that movie, they deem it anti-Semitic. Maybe there's some, uh, falsehoods in there or whatever, what have you. I really can't give you a definitive answer. I just can't. And I'm certainly not going to denounce them or, or, or bash them without me first knowing the facts. I mean, it, and like I said before, with the Kanye thing, uh, I, I just feel sometimes uh, way too often we are trying to compare and contrast different events and moments in history where we should just look at it for what it is and then go from there. Uh, every time someone, it seems like every time someone says something that is deemed anti-Semitic, that's the end of it. It, it, it just is. Um, no one's, for me personally, like I said then, and I'll say it again, I'm not one of those that sits around and try to compare and contrast horrible moments in history. I'm just not. I'm just not. Um, I, I'll 
be trying to get a hold of that book and maybe look at that movie. I don't know. Uh, and as for it goes, like I said, uh, the, the bits and snippets that I read or saw in these articles, uh, I believe there was one moment in there where they talked about the Jews owning slave ships. And I guess for someone to say that Jews own slave ships and bring up that moment in history that's anti-Semitic, uh, maybe that's part of the book or, or whatever, what have you. Uh, if the Jews did own slave ships, wasn't that the business then? At that moment in time in history, everyone owned slave ships. Everyone had their hand in slavery. Hell, even the, the kings and queens of, of the motherland back in Africa, hell, they were selling people into slavery. So everyone had their hand into slavery. It, it was just that that was the business of that time. So, I, I, I hey, it just was. And it, it just is. That's history. I don't hear anyone going back to the to the motherland, to these countries, and the descendants of these uh, 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 kings and queens that sold their own people into slavery. I don't see anyone going back trying to denounce them or bring that up. I, I just think we, like I said, we just find these moments and times in history that are so horrible and unbelievable and unimaginable for us, and then we try to say if anyone says anything or or if anyone speaks of history for what it is. They're deemed anti-black, anti-Semitic, anti-whatever. Uh, I don't know how we're supposed to move forward with that mindset. Doesn't seems uh, doesn't seem like we're ever going to move forward. Like we're going to stay right where we're at, where we're bickering and and bitching, pissing, and moaning amongst each other. Just us, just us, just us. All right, let's move along here. Also, man, hey, the Los Angeles Lakers have defeated. Uh, Maybe two games ago, or or I should say two days ago, defeated the New Orleans Pelicans, one twenty to one seventeen. All right, the Lakers have won two in a row, and tonight they're playing the uh, Utah Jazz. Maybe they could get them three in a row. <laughs> hey, I'm a diehard Laker fan, and hey, it, it's good to see them winning. Uh, if I can say that, it's only two games. And they're, uh, you know, the really diehard, diehard Lakers fans are saying if they can win tonight, they'd be three in a row. They're on the street. They're back. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't I don't know about that, fellas. I just don't. Uh, we'll see what happens with these Lakers. Uh, maybe somebody's gotten in somebody's mix in the locker room because uh, old Russell uh, uh, Westbrook, he, uh, he, he looked pretty good. He stepped up. Just did, just did. Uh, and old, uh, what's his name? Brittle Bones. Anthony Davis, I call him Brittle Bones. I shouldn't say that about that guy, should I? <laughs> Guy's always getting injured, man. Every time he steps on the court, it's like, ouch. <laughs> he stepped up also. LeBron, of course, also. Hey, they're looking pretty good. They're looking good, those two games. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. And also, oh, wow, uh, moving on here also. Looks like... Uh, Old dictator Kimmy of North Korea is back on his nonsense again. After days of provocation of flying jets and shooting missiles off near South Korea, where he's not back on his uh, nonsense. He's, it's a continuation. That, that's just what he does. Old Kimmy. We all know uh, old Kimmy. We know what he do and what he say. Yeah, he uh, has uh, sent fly, started flying jets near that uh no-fly zone down there at that border between North and South Korea, and he shot off a few missiles 
And um, yesterday, it is it's forced. It has forced South Korea to respond after seeing about 180, 180 North Korea military aircraft flying near its border. And that airway down there, that's just what he does. That It is. Now, it's believed that they were uh, conducting ballistic missile tests. That was uh, the test was a failure. I believe they said it was a failure. And it's also believed that uh, as a that this was a, a result of uh, military exercises between South Korea and the United States. So North Korea said, hey, you're down there doing your exercises, uh, trying to say what you're going to do to us. So we'll just show you our might also. So he sent up some fighter jets and fired some missiles. Uh, I guess that's an ominous warning, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, as a result of this, the U.S. has came out once again. It's a continuation and denounced North Korea's actions. And the hint that uh, North Korea is also quite possibly in those missile tests that they soon could be firing some nuclear weapons also with these missiles at South Korea. And it's left the U.S. to take a strong stance. And I'm quoting here. If it's used, meaning the nuclear weapons, that will be the end of Kim Jong-un's reign. And that came from the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Pretty strong words. Well, pretty strong provocations by uh, North Korea. I mean, it just is. Got 180 uh, jets of... Uh, uh, aircraft flying near the border of South Korea and in, in, in its airway. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty strong provocation. Then you're firing missiles off also. Yeah, pretty strong provocation. Will uh, certainly it, it certainly does give one a um, heightened awareness and a sense of, uh, I won't say well-being, but a sense of uh, uneasiness. With North Korea doing that, uh, old Kimmy is back at it, or a continuation, I should say. Uh, you got him down in North Korea, and you got old Putin. Uh, he still continue with that Russian-Ukraine war, still uh, doing what he do. Man, <laughs> it's uh, I'm not laughing at, at the situation, but it, it's just amazing how these dictators or these leaders of these countries how they, they do things as, as a way of saying, hey, I'm still here. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do, where I want to do, how I want to do it. Because that appears to be what uh, Putin and old Kimmy are doing. They just are. So if he's ramping up or quite possibly thinking about using some nuclear weapons, we've heard this threat before. We have heard this threat before. We know what he do. But if he's quite possibly actually considering it now. Oh boy. There's always a threat of nuclear war because, you know, Putin was, you know, Putin was saying, hey, that Ukraine was going to use some dirty bombs on, on uh, its own people in the, the territories that they're siding with Russia. And Ukraine came out and said, nah, it's actually Putin. That's, that's quite possibly thinking of this. It's always a threat of a nuclear war somewhere in this world, it seems like. That's the ultimate go-to. I guess. Just guess. All right. Let's move along here also, man. Uh, man. And here's a uh, interesting, interesting, uh, but it, it, it happens. It's done uh, quite often. Uh, sometimes I've heard it's been done two times a year, maybe near the beginning and, and of course now at the end. 
And uh, what officials here in uh, Durham, North Carolina, when I say officials, I'm saying law enforcement, what they're terming Operation Washout and what they're saying in a uh, week long operation lasted about 10 days, uh, law uh, law enforcement crackdown of the city's most violent offenders was conducted. Now, these were uh, people with uh, that had outstanding warrants. And they were what they considered to be some of the city's most violent. Uh, 59 people were arrested. Now, the chief of police has came out and says that due to these operations, these multi-agency operations conducted by the Durham Police Department, Durham Sheriff's Department, North Carolina State Patrol, and uh, not North Carolina Highway Patrol, I'm sorry, and uh, the U.S. U.S. Marshals, which funded the operation, and other agencies, they all came together back in September the 19th through the 30th. The city's uh, chief of police has came out and says that the streets of Durham are notably safer because of this Operation Washout. Now, if you say, well, how how did it go down? How many were arrested or whatever, what have you? They had uh, seven homicide arrests. They were looking for people from homicides they couldn't find, and they arrested seven gang members also. Uh, nine firearms were taken off the streets and over $206,000 worth of drugs were seized during this operation. Now, the U.S. Marshal uh, uh, funded this uh, operation and the U.S. Marshal does this throughout the country. Now, this is not confined here to Durham. Uh, they, Like I said, I, I know I can I can count and I, I remember that they do these operations sometimes at the beginning of the year and they'll do another one towards the end of the year which is what we have right here. And uh, coincidentally, also, this comes about perfect timing, midterms. Uh, We do have some local uh, elections and local issues on the ballot here in Durham, North Carolina. So this is certainly a feather in the hat of uh, these law enforcement officials and government officials also, because they're back. They backed it and supported it. Even though they didn't fund it, it was funded by the... uh, U.S. Marshals, I believe that's the funding that comes from the federal government as it relates to, you know, fighting gang and drugs or or whatever or what have you. So, uh, hey, the U.S. Marshals uh, backed them up. And the police chief also said that had it not been for this help, uh, this operation or these arrests, uh, it quite possibly would have never been made because due to uh, manpower. Uh, We all know that the fund... And a lot of police officers said, nope, I'm not working here for this pay. So they left. Uh, there's no the, the funding and, and the lack of, of police officers for those that left or went elsewhere. She's saying, hey, if it had it not been for the help from the U.S. Marshals, these arrests quite possibly could have never wouldn't have never been made. Uh, like I said, it, it's it's convenient. In a sense, right around midterms, it does put a feather in those elected officials' help uh, ha- uh, hat. Uh, there's, you know, hey, they could say, hey, we, we're tough on crime. <laughs> After the majority of you, uh, summer or so ago, were on the defund kick. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying you need law enforcement to combat these most severe and most wanted and most terrible human beings that are here in the city of Durham. Wow. Um, I guess how convenient, how convenient. That's just my opinion. It just is. Uh, Still certainly a a good uh, roundup, if I could say. 
certainly is. Uh, any little bit that you can make the city safer, hey, go for it. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. All right. Let's go get it. Wow. Looks like President Biden is back in the news again. <laughs> back on the saddle again, homie. Uh, old President Biden on Wednesday night, he gave a speech in which he highlighted the nation's woes and troubles coming upon the midterms elections, which are taking place next Tuesday. Uh, of course, he talked about the economy, the inflation, recession, cost of living, abortion, uh, crime. He ran the gamut of the, what uh, is forefront at uh, many Americans' mind. But he talked about these things and he talked about them briefly, but his main focus and his main point was that uh, democracy was dead. Well, he didn't say it was dead. He said that democracy was uh, under attack. And this, of course, you know, comes on the heels of a uh, speaker of the house husband who was attacked in their home with a hammer by that, uh, that guy, that man, uh, Coincidentally with him, he may be here illegally. He's from Canada. They don't know if he has a work visa or he's applied for citizenship or whatever, what have you. But when they did a background, they found out he was from Canada. So he's going before the judge this morning uh, on immigration charges. So he may just be here illegally. They may deport him back to Canada. And of course, you know, he, the, the husband, by the way, he's out of the hospital. He's a uh, man. He's got a road to a long road to recovery. So praying for him. And uh, another thing that has come forward also, uh, I kind of want to talk about uh, President Biden's approval rating. Is that 38 to maybe 40%? And that's 40% on a good day. Back uh, March of 2021, he was at 54%. And in April, he was at 59%. But it has dropped to 38%. Wow. That says a lot. That says you're you're not in touch with the people, which is being echoed after this speech, because um, many within the own Democrat his own Democratic Party, or even uh, are also saying, wait a minute, hold up, uh, uh, yeah, we do have a problem with uh, violence as it relates to those on the opposing side, but we have more pressing issues in this country that we must deal with as it relates to the American people and how they choose to vote. Because your approval ratings are horrible. This is also reminiscent of President Trump. You remember that? When President Trump was in office and he was flying off in these tirades and, and, and the Democrats and some Republicans were saying, well, who's advising him? Why is he going off on these rants and raves? His approval ratings dropped and the bashing began. President Biden finds himself in the same seat. The chickens have come home to roost. <laughs> they just have. Ah, Mr. President, you are out of touch. Now, I'm not saying uh, 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 that there isn't a problem with those that oppose uh, with opposing views and how they react violently or threats of violence. I will never denounce. I, I will never sidestep that. That is a problem. But we have a more huge. We have a huge, huge problem in this country with our economy. Folks are struggling. The cost of doing business is up. The cost of you just going to the grocery store to buy groceries to put to staples that are needed on your family's table are up. 
People are having to make a, a hard, swift decisions. Do I buy groceries and is as little and odd as it sounds, or do I put gas in my vehicle? That's a huge problem. That's why your approval rating is at 38%, because you seem to be out of touch. When you gave that speech Wednesday night and and, and you horned in and on, on and focused on uh, the democracy and how it's under attack, you threw people way off. Some people, like myself, caught wind of it and said, well, why, why wait a minute. Is, is, is he saying that that's more prevalent than, hey, me getting food for my family, me putting gas in my car, me being able just the cost of living because everything has skyrocketed. Uh, side note, I found out and I got to go back um, and, and really make a decision. Uh, health insurance, that's going up. Flat out. Uh, these health insurance companies have came out and said, hey, we're going to raise the prices, uh, the cost of doing business. So when I go the, uh, in another day or so and do my little search for my health insurance plan for myself and my family, I got to make some decisions. I got to make some choices. I got to do some budgeting. That's a huge problem, Mr. President. Not the threat of democracy. Yeah, that's a problem, but that's not the main problem. That's not the catalyst. It's folks being able to literally afford to live in this country and the struggles they are facing. Not knocking what happened to uh, the Speaker of the House husband that was sick. That was. That was sick, sick, sick. I don't care which uh, political side you stand on for you to break into someone's house and attack them like that with a damn hammer. That's sick. I don't care about your political beliefs. I don't care about your little mental problems. That's sick. You're savage. But we have a, a, a we have a huge problem in this country with our economy right now. And if we don't get a handle on it, um, you could say where you may be just overinflating. You're you're over talking. But uh, economists have came out and said uh, in the near future here, whether it be by the end of this year or the beginning of next year, there is going to be a recession. Whether it be small and short or long and hard, it is going to be a recession. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. That should be the catalyst for you because this is the catalyst for uh, many Americans here. This should be your talking point. What do you plan to do about it? Still haven't heard what you plan to do about it. I guess that uh, bill that was passed sometime this year where it was the Build Back Better America program. I guess that's your answer to the looming recession and the now present inflation. The Build Back Better, Build Back Better America plan. Huh. Okay. Uh, I guess. Uh, hey, like I always say, I'm no economist. I'm no politician. Uh, but I do have common sense. <laughs> Common sense doesn't seem to be so common anymore amongst some folks. It's like you guys are playing some little sick, twisted, demented uh, political game all too often. Just us. Just us. I, 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 uh, I sit back a lot of times and a lot of people say, well, you, you like I said, they may say you overinflate or you overstate or you, you, you worry too much or whatever, or what have you. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, one plus one equals two any day of the week. And right now it looks like America as a whole, we don't, we're, we're running out of that one to make two. So that's a problem. 
That's a huge problem in this country right now, at this moment. And also he went on to talk about, you know, the abortion uh, right and fight that's going on. Yeah, that's a problem. High price of gas. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, High price of foods. Yeah, that's a problem. Mortgage rates are going up. Rent is going up. That those are those are problems, but I just don't think the theory or mindset because you have those that are opposing you and, and maybe they are threatening you that democracy is under attack. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But right now, I think your attention and your focus you need to be horned in on this economy and what's going on and how the American people are struggling, and I mean struggling, struggling, struggling. And these are the American people that go out and, and, and go to work every day. These are the ones that push the economy forward and they're struggling. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's all for me right now. I'm going to go on and get out of here. I got to go to work. Got to go to work. I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response and I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And now on YouTube also. My name is Stephen Carnegie. Thank you for listening. Wherever you are listening or streaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. Thank you. This is Just a Thought. Amen.